to Second Corinthians chapter four. Uh, 我们打开哥林多后书第四章 Second Corinthians chapter four. 哥林多后书第四章 And we'll read verse eighteen. 我们读第十八节 Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eighteen. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 原来我们不是顾念所见的，乃是顾念所不见的，因为所见的是暂时的，所不见的是永远的。And then John chapter eighteen. 约翰福音第十八章 Sorry, Ray. I don't think I gave you this verse. John 18. John 福音十八章 verse 36. 三十六节 Jesus answered, "My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting, so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm." 耶稣回答说：“我的国不属这世界。我的国若属这世界，我的臣仆必要征战，使我不至于被交给犹太人。只是我的国不属这世界。” And then finally in Revelation chapter eleven. 然后启示录第十一章。Revelation chapter eleven. And verse fifteen. Now we'll read the second half of this verse. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ, and He will reign forever and ever. Let us bow with a word of prayer. Lord, we. Thank you for、uh, week in and week out. We can come and remember you. So we thank you. We every week we can come and remember you. Well, we can do this because you first remembered us. So we can do this because you first remembered us. And Lord, we thank you that your shed, your blood was shed and your body broken. We thank you that your blood was shed and your body broken. And Lord, because of your finished work, and Lord, because of your finished work, we have been redeemed back to the Father. Well, Lord, we thank you that we not only have our sins been forgiven. So we are not only forgiven, but Lord, you have given us your life. So 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 you have given us your life. We pray this in Jesus' and Jesus' precious name. We pray this in Jesus' and Jesus' precious name. We pray this in Jesus' For president, I think this is all concerned with who is elected. And I don't know if you look with anticipation to this January runoff election in Georgia. And I don't know if you look with anticipation to this January runoff election in Georgia. And I don't know if you look with anticipation to this January runoff election in Georgia. And I don't know if you look with anticipation to this January runoff election in Georgia. And I don't know if you look with anticipation to this January run
Do you somehow feel that you have been really caught up with uh, American politics in recent months? But my burden this morning, brothers and sisters, is that Paul reminds us that things which are seen are temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. The Lord Jesus said to Pilate, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants be fighting. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Brothers and sisters, what is our hope? Are we somehow holding out hope that there's going to be a government that is um, uh, somehow aligned with our views? Somehow can enact certain things that we want enacted. Do we somehow hold out hope that this world is going to improve? That somehow moral declension can be stopped? Brothers and sisters, we thank the Lord that a few hundred years ago, there were many that came to this country escaping religious persecution. Many of them came because there was no place for them in Europe. And amongst them was one William Penn. William Penn. He was a Quaker. He loved the Lord. And because of that, when he came into this place, he was given a large tract of land which he named Pennsylvania. And in order to administer that land, he he wrote a constitution. And we know that that constitution became the basis of the Constitution of the United States. Now this brother was the one who said, no cross, no crown. So brothers and sisters, the American system, based off of the American Constitution, all men are created equal. It talks about liberty and justice for all. It's wonderful. It's based off how God created us equal. It was a wonderful beginning. It's a, in some ways, people would say it was a, a great system. And certainly, I believe that because of those that honored the Lord early in the early days, and the Lord has even blessed and probably since 1945, since World War II, 
There's probably not been a more prosperous country than the United States. So, from 1945, the Second World War, there is no one country like the United States. But, brothers and sisters, the issue is this. But, brothers and sisters, the issue is this. Early on, when you had a good system, probably most of them were believers. Probably, maybe let's say 95% of them were believers. And when you put a good system in amongst the right people, the output is good. But brothers and sisters, the problem is not the system. The problem is the people. Now, a good system in the hands of sinner will still sinners will still produce a bad outcome. Brothers and sisters, I don't need to tell you in the Old Testament. 弟兄姐妹，我不需要跟你说，在旧约当中 ，God gave the law directly to Moses. 神把法律法直接交给呃律摩西。You couldn't be more explicit about what good moral behavior should be. 呃，你你没有办法再看得更清楚这个道德方面的规律应该是。God entrusted the Ten Commandments and many other of his of of his description of his standards to the people of Israel. 呃，神把这个十诫跟别的一些规矩都交给了他的子民以色列人。You couldn't have something more clear. 呃，你没办法看得更清楚。Even better than the U.S. Constitution. 甚至比美国的宪法都好。But brothers and sisters, what was the problem? 可是弟兄姐妹，问题是什么呢 ？The law was good. 这个律法是好的。But the problem was with man. 可是问题是在人。And man was not able to keep the law. 啊，人不能够守法律。Now, brothers and sisters, think about this. If you think about the history of Israel, so many times God said, "You just have to obey me." That's all you have to do. And then you will prosper. And indeed, it did happen. It probably only happened for a short period of time. Probably 30 plus years of David's rule. Because God, David was a man after God's own heart. He was able to unite the kingdom of Israel. And then maybe during the beginning of the reign of Solomon, after he built the temple, he built his palace. And then the Bible says that according to God's promise, The, their descendants were like the sand of the seashore. So, so the Bible says that after David's And he worshipped idols. And then that nation came crumbling down. Became a divided kingdom. Brothers and sisters, we can have a wonderful, perfect law of God. But Paul will tell us what we wish to do, we do not do. But what we don't want to do, we do. So, brothers and sisters, the question is this: Do we still hold that hope that somehow 
um, there could be a government on this on this earth. Somehow, if someone just gets elected, somehow if a party is just in power, somehow things are going to be better. But brothers and sisters, now, um, we, we, uh, we probably, um, um, we, we come back to this matter that, now even in a good system, even when the Constitution says all men are created equal, and there is liberty and justice for all, do you think that's a reality? It's probably not a reality. There is so much social injustice. People are going to the streets. So, brothers and sisters, what is the problem? The problem is with man. Now, think about all the politicians. You think, wow, they've devoted their life to public service. They do it out of the good nature of their heart. But is that the case? Now, um, people say, well, you know, people run for president because uh, they want to do good for society. But if you think about it, is that really the motive of these politicians? Now, uh, supposedly the the uh the, the the salary to be a president is four hundred thousand a year and then after you are no longer president, you get a pension fund and it's about two hundred and twenty thousand a year you're like well, that's pretty good but you know it's actually not that much. Because you know, these ex-presidents, they make more money making speeches. The number one speech, uh, sorry, the, the highest paid speech, uh, oh sorry, the highest person that's paid uh, from the ex-presidents is President Obama, 400,000 per speech. President Bush, 150,000 to 200,000 per speech. It is reported that the Clintons, between the two of them, they've made over 150 million dollars making speeches. I think they made over 600 speeches. Over 600 speeches. So, do you really think it's completely out of the purity of their hearts? Think about what the definition of politics is. In the United States, you have to be elected. 
So what do they do when they campaign? Okay, now let me think. What do I need? Who do I need votes from? Okay, maybe I need votes from the poor. So my policies have to appease to the poor. I need the Hispanics to vote for me, so my policies need to appease to the Hispanics. Or, or women. So, are the motives pure? Anyway, my point is not to talk about politics this morning. But brothers and sisters, the question is, when when Paul uh, when um when God sent Samuel to go anoint David. Now even Samuel was looking at the outward. Now he was a prophet of God. But God said, I look at the heart. So brothers and sisters, the the problem is the heart of man is evil. The heart of man is selfish. Now you may have a great system. Maybe the best system in the world. Because there's balance of powers. You have the executive branch, you have the legislative branch, and you have the judicial branch. And then you can balance each other out. And somehow you make good decisions. But brothers and sisters, the problem is with the heart of man. And from the beginning, God knew this. Now, in Isaiah 64, verse 6, For all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. At the end of the day, our best intentions in the sight of God are like filthy rags. Now, brothers and sisters, um, democracy is a veiled uh, attempt by man to um, pretty up the, the heart of man. But if you think about it, at the end of the day, the the heart of man is is after pleasure. Pleasure, money, and power. Think about it. Maybe when you're younger, you're consumed by, you know, pleasure. And then maybe after you you have, uh, you're a little bit more towards middle age. You start caring about money. And then once you have money, 
then it's about power. Isn't that the case? Think about the kingdoms of this world. Isn't that what it's about? The Lord Jesus said, the, the Gentiles lorded over them. Why lorded over them? Think about uh, the, the president of North Korea. If you betray him, he'll kill you. Why? He wants you to be afraid of him. He wants to hold on to power. With power, he can have money. With money, he can have as many women as he wants. But isn't that the heart of man, brothers and sisters? So if you think about this, so this is the heart of man. But brothers and sisters, uh, um, what I'm trying to share is this. As good as the U.S. system is, at best, it's a good system in the hands of sinful men. But what is it actually? At worst, the U.S. is a system that's part of the world system. What is it in the eyes of God? Now in Daniel chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream about this huge statue. And in that statue had a head of gold. It had arms and breast of silver. And it had the belly of bronze. And then it had legs of iron. And its feet of iron and clay. Now, the head of gold is uh, Nebuchadnezzar or Babylon. Now, we know the silver breast was Medo-Persia, represented by Osiris and others. And represent, uh, Osiris, represented by Cyrus. And then the 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 um the belly of bronze represented by Alexander the Great, the Greek Empire. And the legs represent the Roman Empire. And um why two legs? You have the Western Roman Empire and the Eastern Roman Empire. And we, we don't have time to get into it. But it extends all the way till today. Now, uh, the half iron, half clay, it speaks about modern 20th century, does it not? You still have the iron fist represented by countries like Russia and China. And then 
Clay represents democracy. So brothers and sisters, democracy is is uh, really considering uh, man's needs. And in some ways, it's probably one of the better systems. Because when you say men are created equal, liberty and justice for all, you consider people's rights. People have a right to vote who they want to rule over them. That's democracy. And that's what the book of Daniel says, that's the brittle part. But what happens, brothers and sisters? If you read in Daniel chapter 2, there's a huge rock that comes and crushes that foot. And then that whole statue comes crumbling down. Brothers and sisters, outwardly, this is gold, silver, bronze, and iron. It speaks about the hope of man. It speaks about the best of man. But interesting enough, in Daniel chapter 7, when you describe the same four empires, Daniel uses four beasts to describe it. The lion, the bear, the leopard, and the, um, the, um, uh, the, uh, the ferocious beast, or the, uh, the Bible uses a different word. Uh, hold on. Uh, um, and then, sorry, uh, he called it exceedingly dreadful beast. Brothers and sisters, outwardly speaking, it looks very civilized. But in the eyes of God, they are beasts. In the eyes of those that are oppressed, they are beasts. But brothers and sisters, we thank the Lord. Because in Daniel chapter 2, it says, uh, Verse 44, in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it will itself endure forever. And as much as you saw that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will take place in the future. So the dream is true and its interpretation is trustworthy.
Brothers and sisters, 弟兄姐妹 ，we know that this speaks about the coming kingdom. 啊，这个是讲到将要来的国度。And if you can't keep on reading, 你如果继续读的话 ，if you read in、uh, Daniel chapter seven. 你如果在单以里第七章 ，in verse thirteen， 第十三节 ，I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming, and he came up to the ancient of days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and his kingdom is not one which will not be destroyed. 我在夜间的意象中观看，见有一位像人子的驾着天云而来，被领到亘古常在者面前，得了权柄、荣耀、国度，使各方各国各族的人都侍奉他。他的权柄是永远的，不能废去；他的国必不败坏。Brothers and sisters， 弟兄姐妹 ，You see that the Lord is coming back。我们看见我们的主要回来。What are we looking forward to？ 我们在盼望什么呢 ？Are we looking forward to somehow that on this earth there is still hope for、uh, something to happen？ 我们是不是还盼望说，在这个世上能够有一些事情会好起来 ？But you see in the book of Daniel, it's very clear。在但以理书里面，我们看得非常清楚。As good as things look outwardly。啊，不管外头事事件外头如何。Even including the 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 clay on the foot。甚至在脚上的泥。But in the eyes of God, they are beasts. As much as of a, you can even have a Christian background to it. You 甚至能够有一个基督徒的背景 But brothers and sisters, they are beasts. 他们是兽 Because it's all in the hands of sinners. 因为都是在罪人的手 For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 因为世人都犯罪 All of our, even our best, is but filthy rags in the eyes of God. 我们的义最多也只是在神眼中是污秽的衣服。弟兄姐妹 ，The Lord is establishing a kingdom on this earth. 神在这世上要建立一个国度。His, he is like that huge stone that's going to crush the toes of that huge statue. 他乃是那块石，要砸在这个大象的脚上。The best of man is no good for God. 哦，人的最好。啊、uh, ，在神的眼中， and one day that world system will come crumbling down. 啊，有一天这个世界的系统就会被砸碎。Because brothers and sisters, 兄弟姐妹， the Lord is doing something much greater. 神在做一件更大的事。Now, do you know that the Lord is um now we in January there's probably going to be a new administration. 哦，在一月的时候或许会有一个新的呃总统。And this new administration is going to need a cabinet. 哦，这个总统他会需要他的内阁。He's gonna need those that are in his inner circle. 他会需要一些在他旁边的工作的人。And you know who's he's gonna pick? 他要选谁呢 ？He's gonna pick those he trusts. 他要选那些他信任的。He's gonna pick those that help them get elected. 他要选那些帮助他能够上选的人。So that he could run the administration. 叫他能够啊执行这个政府。So there's gonna be an administration change probably in the United States in January. 所以在美国一月的时候，大概会有一个新的。But brothers and sisters, do you know there's going to be an even more important administration change when the Lord comes back? 可是弟兄姐妹，当我们主回来的时候，会有一个更大的一个政政策的改变。And do you know that He's also looking for a cabinet? 啊，那主也是在寻找一个内阁。He's looking for those that He can trust. 他要寻找那些他能够信任的人。He's looking for those that He can reign with Him. 他要寻找那些能够与他一同作王。Now in Second Timothy chapter two and verse twelve. 在
It says, if we endure, we will also reign with him. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is preparing his cabinet. Did we even realize that? Do you realize that he's looking for you and I to reign with him? To be part of his administration. So, brothers and sisters, he gave us his life. And Paul tells us he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, when the Lord came the first time, everybody that the the Jews wanted him to become king at that moment. They wanted him to be enthroned on the earth at that time. They were looking for him to destroy the Romans. So they couldn't believe that their Messiah would be crucified on the cross. Why, brothers and sisters? Because the Lord knew. They were not ready. Because um, even a good system in the hands of sinful men is but a disaster. So that's why the Lord Jesus came the first time. Because we all need a Savior. Because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. The problem is we wouldn't be able to reign with Him. Even if we wanted to, we all fall short of the glory of God. So what did the Lord do? He died for us on the cross. Our sins needed to be forgiven. But not only that, on His cross, when the spear went into His side, not only did blood come out, John tells us water also came forth. Because it speaks of his life. Now Paul can say it is no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. So what is it that the Lord is doing? Is that that life may grow up. Because that life has a nature. That is just like his. So we have to be conformed to the image of His Son. We have to grow up. We have to have the love of Christ. Patience of Christ. Gentleness of Christ. Because that's how it works in His kingdom. So brothers and sisters, do we realize what the Lord is doing? Are we focused on the right things? Are we so distracted by the politics of this world? But we forgot the responsibility the Lord has entrusted into us, right into our hands. That He is also looking for a cabinet. He is looking for those that can reign with Him. He already made the provision. He gave us His life. And so, brothers and sisters, I'll give you a, a, an example. Now, um, uh, in, 17, in the early 1700s, the Lord laid hold of a brother named 
Through his generosity. Because he was very wealthy. He was of royal blood. And he he welcomed those that were cast out by um the Catholic Church. So they the 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 those that were part of the reform that were cast out. So they came into the village of Hernhut in Germany. And the Lord did a mighty work amongst them. And the Lord so captured their hearts. There was this one day where they had this wonderful breaking of bread meeting. And the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they really sensed the presence of God. They were fighting with each other even because they had different uh, backgrounds. But somehow the Lord met them. And they learned to love one another. And as a result of that recovery, there was a uh, uh, 24 brothers and 24 sisters that decided that they would pray um, and have a prayer watch. They each would pray for half an hour. And then around the clock, there would be a brother or sister praying. And that prayer lasted a hundred years. That happened in 1727. They prayed for the Lord's testimony. And we know that in 1827, the Lord started to work in, in England amongst the brethren. And then a hundred years later, in China, through a brother Watchman Nee, the Lord started to do a work in China. The Lord also did the same work through a brother Baxin in India. Because of that prayer. But brothers and sisters, the Moravian brothers, as a matter of fact, they actually came from the Czech Republic. And they were the ones that influenced Zinzendorf. And, that, and, and Czech Republic used to be called, uh, used to be, half of it was Moravia, half of it was Bohemia. Bohemia. And so, so, that's why they became called the Moravians. But the Lord did such a rich work. For the first time, they sent out missionaries. So they sent missionaries from Germany all the way to North America. Some went to St. Thomas in the Caribbean. And the reason was because there were a lot of slaves there. And some of them were willing to become slaves themselves so they could preach the gospel to those slaves. And then they were willing to come into Pennsylvania. 
And you will know there are two towns today in Pennsylvania, one called Nazareth and called one called Bethlehem. These cities were founded because these Germans and um Czech came to this country in order that they could preach the gospel to the native Indians. Many of them did not care about their own lives. Many of them were killed by the, by the Indians. But brothers and sisters, they gave up everything they had and they started to establish their livelihood here. So in 1742, Count Zinzendorf's daughter named Benigna. She founded a Bible school for women. This was in 1742. Eventually became the Moravian Female Seminary. So it was a Bible school for for girls and women to be able to attend. Eventually, this Moravian Female Seminary became the basis of the Moravian College. Moravian College. It's still there today in Bethlehem. For, for you young high school kids, you can apply and you can attend. But brothers and sisters, the, this school was founded at about the same time as Harvard, Yale, Princeton, and University of Pennsylvania. And you know these are one of the best schools in the United States. Actually, Harvard was founded a little earlier. But brothers and sisters, you know that these Ivy League schools, they did not admit women until 1960s and 70s? So brothers and sisters, the Constitution, all are created equal. But that's not reality. It wasn't until the 60s and 70s that women could attend these schools. brothers and sisters, this young lady, Benigna Zinzendorf, founded a girls' school in 1742. But this is not the system. It's not what you write on paper. But it's an outflow of the life of Christ. This sister cared for these young sisters. Gave them the opportunity. This is just one of many things. But not only that. Many of these Moravians they did what they could to save some of the slaves. And more, many times they would pitch in to, to, uh, to collect money to buy freedom for the slaves. 
他们甚至会给钱能够买这些奴隶的自由。So you talk about all men are created equal.所以你说到说所有的人创造都是平等。Even today you see the social injustice on the streets.啊，你现在在路上还可以看到就是关于这些社会不公平的。But in 1742, a Moravian brother wrote this letter.啊，在一七四二年有一个啊弟兄他这样写。He said, "We have Negroes in Bethlehem, but we treat them as our brothers and sisters." 他说我们在伯利恒有奴隶可是我们对待他如同弟兄姐妹。We work like them, we eat like them. 我们工作像他们,我们吃饭像他们。They have clothes like we do, their children are like our children are educated in our schools. 我们的衣服也是一样,他们的孩子也跟我们一样能够在学校学。It is necessary to prevent the difference between us and them to become too great. 我们和他们中间的不同, Brothers and sisters, this is an outflow of the life of Christ. You do not legislate this. Now today you can make a law. Everything has to be equal. When you interview a white person, you also have to interview a black person. This is something from the outside. But brothers and sisters, even in 1750, this was a natural outflow of the life of those brothers and sisters. Now if you go to Bethlehem today, there's a cemetery just for the Moravians. Now if you go around Queens, you'll see that the, the cemeteries, all of the, uh, the uh, tombstones are vertical. You have many around this 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 area. You see all the tombstones are vertical. But amongst the Moravians, all the tombstones are horizontal. They're flat to the ground. Why? Because they say we are all equal before God. No one's greater than the other. And so you go to Bethlehem and you see the cemetery. And you'll see very interesting things written on the tombstones. You will see that some of these Moravians, they'll say, they, uh, someone, some, so-and-so was born in Moravia. And then marry to a native Indian. So this is on the tombstone. So it tells you the story that this brother came all the way from Czech Republic to Hernhut in Germany. No, he started from he was born in Moravia, so he started in the Czech Republic. Because of persecution, he came to Germany. So, think about it. He probably spoke Czech when he was young. Because he was persecuted, he had to learn German. But then he was willing to come all the way to the United States to preach the gospel to Native Americans. Not only preach the gospel to them, but he married 
a Indian lady. So brothers and sisters, and then you will see on these tombstones that there will be a slave, a, a, a prior slave that was married to an Indian, Native American. Maybe one day we'll get to go there together. But it's just a wonderful testimony. Doesn't this remind you of Colossians 3.10 to 11? And put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. A renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and freeman, but Christ is all and in all. Colossians? These ones from Germany, they came to this country. It was not because the Constitution wrote these things that all men are created equal and liberty and justice for all. But the life inside of them dictated that they do this. This is a natural outflow of the love of Christ. They were willing to come so far away. In order to bring the gospel to these Indians. And in their livelihoods. In their very practical daily lives. You see how they lived out. This, this reality of the life of Christ. So, brothers and sisters, it's the life. And so, um, um, so that's why when, when Paul wrote to Timothy, and I think this is very interesting, 1 Timothy chapter 2, Verse 1 through verse 4. He says, First all, first of all then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable behavior in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 我劝你第一要为万人恳求祷告，代求祝谢，为君王和一切在位的也该如此，使我们可以尽虔端正、平安无事的度日，这是好的，在神我们救主面前可蒙悦纳。他愿意万人得救，明白真道。So Paul encouraged Timothy and others to pray for those empowered and authority.所以保罗鼓励提摩太。but brothers and sisters, do you know who was uh, king at the time that Paul wrote this? It was most likely Caesar Nero. And if you know Nero, the story is that he, he likely burned down the city of Rome. 
他大概是把那个罗马用大火烧的人。He was drunk at the time. 啊，他喝醉了的时候。And he always had a desire to rebuild the city. 啊，他一直想要能够重建这个城。He had some great aspirations of building these wonderful buildings in Rome. 啊，他他想要在罗马做一些非常豪华的。And so it's likely that he actually burned it down. 所以有可能是他把它烧掉。But when he burned it down the next day when he woke up. 可是他烧了以后第二天呢？ He realized his people were angry. Oh, he found many people were angry. They were so angry that that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. They were so angry that the city was burned down. And once the lions killed them, he would take the carcass and light it up for his banquets. Oh, he would take the carcass and light it up for his banquets. So believers became the light for his banquets. So those believers became the light for his banquets. But eventually, his mom wanted, I think, his little brother to take his place. Ah, 可是他妈妈呢，叫他的弟弟来就位。And so he killed his mother. 所以他就杀了他的母亲。And then one time, uh, his his um his wife was pregnant. 啊，有一次他的太太怀孕了。He was so angry with her for some reason. 啊，他因为他很他很愤怒他。And then he kicked her to death. 所以他就把她踢死了。And uh, and but later on he missed her greatly. 可是他后来又啊想念她。So he found a young boy that looked like his wife. 所以他找了一个小男孩，长得很像他太太。And married him. 他就跟他结婚。Paraded him around the various towns of the Roman Empire. 他们甚至还在罗马的帝国到处游行。So he was one of the earliest proponent. Uh, he was one of the only the earliest people to to uh uh. Propose gay marriage. So this is the one that Paul said to pray for. For kings and all who are in authority. Because he's evil, or even that he's persecuting believers, or that he's persecuting believers, or that he's persecuting believers, or that he's Now, Nero persecuted Paul. 
probably ultimately killed him too. Doesn't it remind you of the story of David? How Saul was persecuting David. And he wanted to kill him. At least twice. David could have killed Saul. But David said, How dare I kill the anointed of the Lord? So the heart of David was one that loved his enemies. So, brothers and sisters, here you see the heart of Paul. In other words, you see the heart of Christ. Brothers and sisters, Paul did not pray, Let's, Lord, please take down Nero. As a matter of fact, he didn't pray that way. He prayed that somehow that everyone may come to know him. So it's very interesting. Because if you read in Philippians chapter 4, in verse 21 and 22, he said, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus, the brethren who are with me greet you. 请问在基督耶稣里的各位圣徒安。在我这里的众弟兄都问你们安。All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. 众圣徒都问你们安。在凯撒家里的人特特地问你们安。Brothers and sisters, as if Nero conquered Paul. 好像呢,尼路王他征服了保罗。but somehow the gospel of the Lord Jesus conquered Caesar's family. 可是呢,基督的福音確實真服了就是凱撒的家。So brothers and sisters, here you see the heart of Paul. 所以在這裡我們看到保羅的心,he learned to love his enemies. 他學習去愛他的仇敵,even though Caesar uh eventually probably killed him. 雖然最後凱撒大概把他殺了,he brought the gospel to his family. So, brothers and sisters, do you see? Do you see the life of Christ outflowing from from Paul? Brothers and sisters, recently we've been considering this theme to lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of us. Brothers and sisters, the Bible clearly shows us. As good of a system as there could be. The Lord is after something deeper. Because he realizes that as good of a system as there could be. The problem is still with us. But brothers and sisters, the Lord has provided a path. He has given up his life. And we know that one day he's coming back. And there's going to be an administration change in this world. Because we read in Revelation where it says the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom. Oh, let me just be accurate. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. 
But brothers and sisters, the wonderful thing is this. Is that if um uh he is going to reign for sure. But when we read in the uh, book of Revelation, that the Lord is gonna his feet are gonna be upon Mount of Olives. And you saw that uh, in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. But in verse 14, and the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. The Lord was not alone. There was an army that followed him, also on white horses. But brothers and sisters, I think it's even clearer if we go back to the book of Daniel. Now we remember that huge stone that crushed the foot of that statue. Right? But if you read in Daniel chapter 7, there's such an encouraging word from Daniel. And we know that certainly the Son of Man came, right? And he came up to the ancient days and he was presented before him in verse 13. In verse 21, I kept looking, and the horn was waging war with the saints and overpowering them. Until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the Highest One, and the tame arrived. The time arrived when the saints took possession of the kingdom. In verse 27, Then the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him. Brothers and sisters, I come back to what I said earlier. When the Lord comes and reigns on this earth, He's gonna look for a cabinet. He's looking for those that he can trust. Those that can reign with him. Brothers and sisters. Are we looking forward to that? Are we ready for that? Are we ready to suffer with him so that we may reign with him? So, so that's why in Luke chapter 9, sorry, Luke chapter 19, I'm sorry. And verse 11. Here you have the story of the, the parable of money usage. 
While they were listening to these things, Jesus went on to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem. Uh, sorry, verse, verse 12. So he said, A nobleman went to a distant country to receive a kingdom for himself and then returned. And he called ten of his slaves and gave them ten minas and said to them, Do business with this until I come back. Verse 15, when he returned after receiving the kingdom, he ordered that these slaves to whom he had given the money be called to him so that he might know what business they had done. The first appeared saying, Master, your mina has made ten minas more. And he said to him, Well done, good slave, because you have been faithful in very little things, you are to be in authority over ten cities. And then there was another one who had made five minas in five cities. And the Lord, at verse 19, and he said to him also, and you are to be over five cities. Uh, and then there was one who, uh, uh, the, the next verse, he says, Another came saying, Master, here is your mina, which I kept put away in a handkerchief, for I was afraid of you because you're an exacting man. You take up what you did not lay down and reap what you did not sow. In verse 24, then he said to the bison, take the mina away from him and give it to the one who has the ten minas. Verse 26, I will tell you that to everyone who has, more shall be given, but from the one who does not have, even what he does not have shall be taken away. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has entrusted Mina into our hands. And last time we shared that the Mina is God's inheritance. So we remember when Samuel anointed Saul, he said, you are to be the ruler of God's inheritance. You are to be the ruler of God's people. You are to care for them. So this mina should grow. And for one of them, this one mina became ten minas. Yes, on the one hand, there were more believers, in New Testament terms, more believers join us. But even more so, that somehow we help brothers and sisters for the life of Christ to grow in them. So brothers and sisters, the Lord has entrusted inheritance into our hands. Maybe it's our siblings. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your Elderly parents. Somehow the Lord has entrusted them into our hands. They are, they are minas. 
他们就是那些银子, what are we doing with it? Is it growing? Or are we like Saul? We only care about ourselves. When he felt threatened, he wanted to kill David. But brothers and sisters, we already mentioned that David had the heart what had a the a heart that he was one a man after God's own heart. He cared for God's people. Just like he cared for the sheep that was entrusted to him. He was willing to lay down his life for his sheep. He was willing to fight the lion and the bear. He was willing to fight Goliath for God's people. He didn't care about his own life. Our brothers and sisters, remember Brother Dana shared this a few weeks back. Now David took in about 400 people that were rejects of this world. And, and he took care of them. He loved them. And he trained them. And of that 400 people, 37 became the mighty men. These were part of David's inner circle. They suffered with him. They wandered with him. But they grew up. David trained them. They became just like their teacher, David. Now David could trust them. They became David's so-called cabinet. Now they could reign with David when he was on the throne. Brothers and the Lord Jesus said, Come after me. Take up your cross and follow me. Are we willing to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters? Are we willing to allow that mina to grow? Brothers and sisters, is God's inheritance growing through us? So brothers and sisters, the Lord is looking for those that are faithful. Who are the ones that he can say good and faithful servant? Those that have become conformed to the image of his son. Those that are just like him. Now in Matthew chapter 20, we read this verse earlier. We mentioned this verse earlier. And this was a story when uh, the mother of, uh, 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 of James and John came to ask the Lord if they could sit next to him in his kingdom. Uh, and here, verse 24, and hearing this, the ten became indignant with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. Now, 
and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Brothers and sisters, we are looking forward to the coming kingdom. Are we still holding out hope for this world? Are we still focused on making sure some people get elected? Or brothers and sisters, do we realize we have a much greater calling? The visible is only temporal. But what is not seen is eternal. Are we laying hold of that, those things that are eternal? Are we laying hold of the time that the Lord has given us? While there's still time, the Lord is preparing those that He can trust. He can allow, that will make that mina grow. That will cause God's inheritance to grow. Brothers and sisters, those are the ones that He can trust to reign with Him. Brothers and sisters, there's a, a much greater uh, administration change that's coming. Are we ready for that? Or are we so consumed by the things of this world? We're so consumed by the politics of this world. May our eyes turn to the Lord. May our eyes turn to that which really matters. That we may pray, Lord, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And may I be ready. May I be a part of that. Now many are called. There are 400 of them that follow David. But few are chosen. But 37 became part of that mighty man. So may we be those that are faithful. May we be willing to follow the Lord. Allow His cross to change us and transform us. Allow us to grow. Become mature. He's after sonship. But not just sonship. He's after kingship. He wants us to reign with him. He wants us to be ready. Brothers and sisters, may we lay hold of the time that we have. May we really be willing to be prepared and, and, and equipped by him. So one day when he comes back, we may reign with him. May the Lord speak to our hearts. May we be really captured by His calling. The things of this world will all pass away. In some ways, it doesn't really matter what happens. Because the Lord is after something much deeper and greater. Let's remember our brother Paul. What was his attitude? His answer was still Christ in all, all So may the Lord uh, speak to us. May we bow with the word of prayer. Lord, we entrust these words back into your hands. Lord, may we not miss out on your calling. Lord, may we not uh, pursue things that are just temporal. 
Lord, but may we look for that eternal that is to come. Lord, we know one day you're going to establish your kingdom to, to and reign forever and ever. Lord, we want to say we want to be a part of that. Lord, we pray that you may have your way with each one of our lives today. Lord, we be willing to take up our cross and follow you. Lord, may we really be faithful with the inheritance you have placed in our hands. Lord, we care for one another. When we cause each other to be able to grow up, to be able to be mature, Lord, you may receive for yourself a church glorious. Lord, this is our prayer. Lord, may we be so concerned about your purpose. Lord, we pray that you may give us this heart. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.